Welcome to Making the Dough Show. I'm John Cohn. I'm Nate C. Murray. It's the Friday before Christmas. It is, John. How are you doing? I'm great. We're sitting in my office. No one's working. It's <laughs> quiet as a mouse. We got an email to go home, so you and I will probably lock the door on our way out. Beautiful. So there you go. Uh, and then I don't have to return for another five or six days, so I feel, I'm feeling loose. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be nice. And then, yeah, next week is uh, is pretty pretty quiet for me, too, and, and my mm-hmm. job, my day job. Yeah. So I'm going to be working on a bunch of personal game stuff, and that should be fun, too. Uh, we, uh, we have a little bit of updates, but obviously it hasn't yeah. been that long since our last episode and it's, it's always quiet right it's, before Christmas. Yeah, and it's the holidays, so we're going to riff mostly, but, uh, our, our fun update is we talked with Chris from Everything Epic. Mm-hmm. He loved the idea of going after Horror Store's license. We went right to work. Uh, Grady loved the idea and he has connected me with the licensing agent for his book. Fantastic. So hopefully we'll have more news as it develops. Um, again, not, not a huge thing, very niche. And I, you know, I'll have to negotiate that with her very clearly. Right. Uh, but uh, just a fun thing that I think uh, when people see, they'll they'll dig. Now, now, last week on the show when we were talking to Chris, he was talking about what an uphill battle it always is to get licensing rights to things. Right. And, and you obviously have a lot of experience with this. Is this the easiest licensing deal you're ever going to make? It is because it's <laughs> going to be a very simple note. It's because sometimes, this is how to phrase this. Sometimes you're just honest mm-hmm. and you hate to be some, you, you always want to be playing poker in these business deals of, you know, what number we want to arrive at and all that and what, I, where the negotiation would be in the middle. Mm-hmm. But this literally has to be a no minimum guarantee royalty deal. And if that's not okay, then it's just going to go away because mm-hmm. I, I'm, so I'm going hat in hand with numbers from Chris's first Kickstarter to show, here you go. Here's what the expansions made. Here's the count. Here's what I project, but it would be good promotion. Yeah. And then we offer uh, non-exclusive. So that would be the trick, right? Mm-hmm. These deals, when you, when you can't offer much money, you, you don't tie down the licensor. That's my move. So I'm gonna uh, we're gonna I'm gonna say it's for this exact expansion to this exact game this one time, and it is in no way exclusive. So if some, if Hasbro wants to make Horror Store Monopoly after us, we are in no way holding them back. And I think negotiating from that point of freedom and poverty will be the angle to making this happen. Great, great. So yeah, we'll keep you updated as that happens and as that develops. Um, yeah, obviously they're, they're probably getting ready for their holiday break too. So yeah, uh, it probably won't be for a couple of weeks, but we're probably not going to record another episode until after the new year. Anyways, probably not. Probably yeah. not. We might throw up, you know what? We might throw up some tabletop hustle in the, during the break. Oh, okay. We've got four of those in the can. Yeah. A side project with Daryl Andrews that we started. So mm-hmm. maybe that goes, you know, keep, keep our, our dozens and dozens of growing listeners happy with something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what made me happy last night, John? <laughs> what made you happy? A little Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We started a new campaign. So this is actually... So I've been DMing for about 12 years now. Uh, different games. Not just D&D, but uh, we, we did Firefly. I've done Star Wars, Dresden Files, a bunch of these different ones. But 5th uh, edition's been an absolute blast. But this is the first time I've ever done a pre-made campaign i've mm-hmm. always done built my own worlds i've already done always done that and i'm still doing a fair amount of of that in this one but but i picked up the curse of strahd which is a gothic horror yep. um module campaign 
that runs from levels one to ten. And we started it last night. We've got a party of four people. Yeah. Uh, and it was a good time. I, you know, this is you're you're a new addition to the uh, my my sort of regular D and D group. Yeah, I was really nervous about that. <laughs> I honestly was. I was very nervous because role playing is a thing, and groups have different metas. And I, I was the you know we we had a pre email chat but there wasn't too much going on so i kept checking with you is this okay is that okay and i put i don't know 30 hours into my character not in min maxing it but purely story yeah yeah i did it like a you <laughs> i just went deep. and it seems like uh, one of our players cameron did the same with his yes absolutely and, yeah. and it was kind of funny that you guys kind of are, are in the same universe of thought because uh, your character is, is if you want to give a little bit of background yeah he's uh he's he's sam gray uh of you know of of that lore, so I played off of um, it, I, those. The scenario gives you these starting roles that give you quirks, and so I started there before even picking my class, mm-hmm. and so it gave me like to, told me to roll eight different dice, and I rolled them, and I ended up with a lawful character, lawful evil character who hates mi- magic and had, wants to kill like just a bizarre mix and so i had to create this mythology of where he came from yeah uh but i did pull a little from english literature and so he's from the gray family and his younger brother is dorian gray and then cameron pulled from literature as well yeah he created johanna faust Mm -hmm. who made a faustian deal as he kept uh, reminding us yes uh she was supposed to be the uh, recipient of the vessel of of an elder god um, but did not want to be the vessel of this elder god and so instead made a deal that they were going to go and find a vessel um for that god so it's and, we it's we sold our souls it's, yes but but in D D. yeah there you go. pretty much so so that's pretty fun and now one interesting aspect that you had for your character that you had rolled was at your lawful evil you're you've got all of this dark stuff but insane quest for power yeah. but you have a, a soft spot I protect the innocent at all costs. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote in my backstory that Dorian, to seize power of my very fa- powerful family, create, uh, did a blood ritual and sacrificed our, our youngest brother as a baby. And that kind of stole the, my empire from me and um, this ranger. Right. And, and then, then in the story, there was uh, a, a group of children who were talking about how their baby brother is uh, lost in an attic of this yeah. house and needs help. Uh, to, to which you shouted, "Give me that baby!" <laughs> <laughs> We're big fans of uh, how did this get made, and, and Jason Manzukis in particular yeah, on it. Yeah. He always shouts on the shows whenever there's a baby on the live show. He's always obsessed with "Give me the baby!" And it was a real problem because they presented two scenarios. They said there's a clunky monster downstairs, one floor, or three floors up. There's a crying baby, and playing to character, I couldn't not be like, "I gotta go get the baby, guys." <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. so uh, the group looking at me crazy, but it was but we had we quested for the baby. Yeah, so it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be a really fun campaign. The other yeah. cool thing that I'm doing that that I've never done before is we we subscribe to D and D Beyond, which lets you have your whole character sheet. You can run your whole character in browser on your laptop. So mm-hmm. we, we played with everyone having a laptop yep. and I created a Slack channel yep. for our game. And so it started out with everybody talking in the general and I'm putting in pictures and you know that kind of thing. Well, then everybody realized when they were trying to talk to each other that I could see all their messages. So you guys created a secret Slack channel yes. uh, where you guys could could coerce with each other and collude with each other um, and, it and come up with that. It ideas. was really fun. It yeah. was really cool yeah. and I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, it was a I, really fun idea. The character being online like 
solved all the rule problems for me. So that was wonderful. And then in the Slack, we were just having the best time because we're a bunch of evil characters and we were contemplating different decisions. And at one point, uh, Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. I, I was contemplating stabbing a guy and Kevin just starts in the Slack going five. Four, and then I was like, I stabbed a guy! <laughs> and it was a story point, and it was like, a, this could be a terrible decision, but we as a group had s- subtly said, yeah, fuck it, we're going to do it. So it yeah. was just a, it was a great moment. And yeah, it worked out laughs. really well. It was, and yeah, and I'm excited to the, the prospects. And you also guys were gifting at each other, which yeah. brought a lot of chuckles. So yeah. That's a really fun way to, to add, a, you know, hidden information or hidden discussions that you ne- don't necessarily want with the game. Or I can have hidden discussions with players during the game as well while we're right. in the middle of things. Yeah, so. you can give us private backstories and all that. Exactly. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, but that's enough about talking about D&D. We yeah, thought that it would be really fun. Here, it's the end of the year. Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody else does this. Yeah, no, nobody does this. Yeah, no. so go we're, ahead. We're Tell me what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our favorite things of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's there's any no other... No podcast. No. No, no. You, you can't find two white dudes talking about stuff they like anywhere <laughs> else on the internet. No, and of course that makes our opinions incredibly valid. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we've got a nice list. I mean, we covered our favorite games of the year last year, but we maybe did. there's... Maybe there's some runner-ups yeah, we could talk about. Yeah, we start with we board games. Yeah. My, my first runner-up, because I, I said my favorite game of the year was uh, Kingdom Death. But runner-up for me, and this is a game that was actually published by IDW, was oh, okay. Mask of the Red Death. Oh, great. It's a Nate Murray signing. It was a fantastic game that's based in the uh, world of the poem, The Mask mm-hmm. of the Red Death, from yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Um, and it is a game where you are trying to, A, become the most popular person at a party, and B, learn as much information as you can, uh, because at midnight... The Red Death, who kind of represents the Red Plague, the Black mm-hmm. Plague, yep. Uh, yep. Yep. he's going to be moving uh, from room to room between yes. the, the hour of midnight and 1 a.m. Every yes. 10 minutes he's going to be moving. And you have to know, or at least have as much information as possible, what rooms he's going to be in or not be in yeah. so that you can be in those rooms at that given time. Um, the game has been huge fun for me and my playgroup. We've played it probably 15 times oh, at this point. I've painted all the minis now. Yeah, they did a deluxe Kickstarter that was insane. Like the quality was so beyond. It is. It's a, it's a game that's really exciting. It has some take that, which you guys know that I love. Um, so it's got a lot of that while you're playing. And then the end of the game is just so satisfying or enraging, depending yeah. on yeah, how yeah. you played the game. Because you need to get victory points, but to get the victory points, you have to sacrifice information. Yes. And then at the end of the game, you, there's player elimination. Right. So you have to both have points and live. Right. I've, now, I've done two games where I figured I thought I was going to try and crack the code of the game. So I played sure. with extremes. I played one where I only cared about popularity. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that game, only one person ended up dying. And I was oh, like, wow. well, that... That's it. That, I figured it out. That was it. I did, I did really great. Um... And then, but then the second game, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it where I only do information. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, when I did it in the game where I only gained information, no one died. And I was oh, like, wow. whoa, how did this happen? Um, and so, yeah, it was uh, 
it worked out better for me that one time when I did popularity. I tried, sure. to, do, I tried to go pure popularity uh, another time, and, and I died immediately. So <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah. always pan out. Yeah, and that the game does have a high amount of deaths, so yeah, zero and one is weird counts. It was weird, but we've also had games where everyone's died but one person. Exactly. And then the popularity yeah, didn't matter at all. Right. So, yeah, yeah you're kind of all over the place. Yeah, and that's art by Grizz Grimley, uh, amazing artist. And then that's game design by Adam Wise from Canada. I believe he's a... Canada Artisan Guild member. He uh, is very good at uh, punny game names, which I think you'd appreciate. He has yeah. one out right now called Gorilla Marketing, <laughs> which is uh, the cover is exactly what you're picturing. It's a bunch of gorillas in a boardroom. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then he has several others. I, I don't know if he's signed Leprechaun Tractors yet, but it's Leprechauns Building a Rainbow. Um, a lot of great pun stuff. So very, uh, very, very John, John uh, yeah. to, to like that guy and, and a really good guy and easy to work with. His... He was the one designer that every time I went back to him, he was already doing what I do, which is come back to you and say, let's cut this out. <laughs> I never say, let's add this in. Yeah. And he was, he would always, every time we talked, he's like, Hey, I figured out a way to cut down this part and that part. And so it was just like dream come true working. And then Spencer took over and made, uh, you know, the cocktail napkin that Adam and I had and turned it into like a, a, just a art piece that's insane. So yeah, uh, I'm glad you like that one. Yeah. What, wait, what's your uh, runner up for the, I, you know, I'd have to say Keyforge. I really, I'm just so happy with it when it's just, it's a thing that's gonna make me spend 10 extra bucks every time I walk into a game store. Cause I'm always going to buy a deck. Sure. I've got two in my drawer right now. Um, and you know, Keyforge, I think I talked about it already, but just the fact that there's no net decking, there's no perfect meta and you can just walk into a tournament and you know, it's blind and fair is great. I have uh Kirill Ventus, the cranky and peregrine ready to play. And then I have a deck I'm really excited about because it, you know, and everyone's trying to figure out what combos are good. There's a, a lot of talk online, okay. but um, each deck is, you can't deck build, so, you know, you get what you get. Mm -hmm. Um, and this deck here, Zizzy Tabola from Pupils Rock, has, uh, <laughs> four copies of a card that lets me kind of, like in Magic, you, you, people come, they come in, uh, mana sick, and you have to wait a turn before you can use a creature. Right, right. I have four copies of a card that gets around that. In oh, it's like haste. Got and it. I also have some hitters. So I feel like this is like my Hulk Smash deck, and I'm okay. really excited about I, it. I gotta get so. it on Keyforge. I keep hearing great. Yeah, things. yeah, we should play. All right, it's cool. great. It's it, the barrier to entry is nothing, and, it, and it's just you. You don't have to sit around looking up stuff and swapping out and sideboarding like all this, all the stuff in games that you know the internet hive mind passes you by, and then it's not as fun because you run into someone who's just optimized. Mm -hmm. That can't happen now because I could. You know, you could do all the research you want, but I could say, well, let's play with these brand, brand new decks. Let's jump right in. And then it's got a system for uh, if, you know, essentially, it's got this great handicap system where we would play a best of three. We, we would each use a deck, then we would flip it and use a deck. And if the same deck wins both matches, we bid to use that deck. Oh. And so we bid in the third game how many cards we're willing to sacrifice drawing on a turn. Oh, wow. And so very quickly, you've added another thing I love, which is auctions into a game. And gotcha. so it's just so genius. And so it, it's just, it's the game you can be semi-casual at and 
still be having fun and not just getting wrecked or having to spend thousands. I mean, I'll probably spend thousands because I'm going to buy a deck every time I see one sure, ever sure. for the rest of my life. But, uh, at least not, you know, not thousands in one card. Right. So, right. Yeah. Very so cool. Very yeah. cool. Keyforge. All right. Um, what, what else has been going on this year? Music. You introduced me to a great, uh, music video. Was that your oh, favorite? Yeah. Oh, uh, hands down. Jam of the year. Okay. Hands down. So my favorite album of the year was Dark All Day by Gunship. It was their second album. They're a British band and they play synthwave music, which um, if you're unfamiliar, um, picture driving at night in the 80s in a neon city while it's raining. That's the music you listen to. Nice. Uh, they're, all of their songs have an era, it's sort of a air of nostalgia to them. They're all very 80s-esque, but they've all got lyrics. They're very fun. Um, they, they actually dropped a new track today called The Video Game Champion. And their video awesome. music video is basically just scenes from The Wizard and The Last Starfighter. <laughs> Which you're like, great. Perfect. Perfect. Gets me right in it. So that yeah, that's got to be my hands down, my number one. If I, if I had to give a, a backup, uh, yeah. a runner-up, it would be Muse's new album, Simulation Theory. Um, not only is it also f- very much kind of a synthwave-esque thing, but, you know, it's classic Muse doing really epic uh, songs and their music videos that they've done tell a story. There is a seven-video arc oh, for wow. this album nice. that oh. tells this story. Um, and two of them have Terry Crews in them. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're going to check them out, I would say start watching, watch the music video for Pressure, then Algorithm, um, and, then, and then move on from there. Because uh, they are really, really incredible videos from a really incredible band. Nice. That's uh, that's fun, and that leads well into uh, one of two albums I'll talk about. I already talked about Mac Miller, uh, and I just pulled up my top songs of 2018, and Come Back to Earth is my number one. That's okay. my wind-down song. It's, a, it's an upbeat show, so let's talk about my really what truly is my best musical experience of the year and the best album of the year, which is Dirty Computer from Janelle Monáe. Oh, uh, so good. I think midnight that night, like a Star Wars was dropping, and also Dirty Computer was dropping, and I was at the dispensary waiting for Dirty Computer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I had my priorities right, so Amanda and I watched that. Um, we went and saw her live when she played in San Diego, and now right. uh, we bought fir- front row tickets. So directly, you know, seeing uh, very beautiful people doing wonderful music. Chanel Monet caught that I was wearing a pink tie and complimented it while she was on stage. It was Ooh, you didn't I was, tell me that. Yeah, I was, there's video. Uh, I, was, I was suited up. I was in the black and white camo, as her lyrics reference. Uh, and then I had a pink pocket square and pink tie going. So oh it's proving I was a fan. Yeah. I, like, I'm a very huge stand for Janelle Monet. And uh, it was funny because we were at the bar later with Amanda's friends, a bunch of women who all went out together. And they're like, oh, it's nice you came along with her to the concert. And I was like... Nay, nay. I uh, introduced her to this. She came along with me. Music, and I bought front row tickets for a show I wanted to go to desperately. So, uh, great stuff. And uh, her girlfriend, Tessa Thompson, is in uh, the new Men in Black. Yeah, the new trailer looks good. New trailer looks great. I get them not using Janelle Monáe in it. I respect that. She's her own person. But that they used Fergie was just garbage. And just the 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 line, the black and white, that's my camo, because Janelle used to wear the black and white suits all the time. Mm-hmm. When when Tessa was putting the suit and tie on, would have been way better. London Bridge is falling now. Come on, man. So bad. So bad. But the movie looks good. I'll be very excited for it. It looks fun. Yeah. Speaking of movies. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your movie? Fire. So yeah. my movie, uh, which I think I've, I've also talked about on this podcast, uh, was Hereditary. It yeah, was... Yeah. It, oh, 
Yeah. Fun story. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. We've talked many times about uh, your boy can't handle horror. Yeah. We played a barely scary D&D last night. Woke up at 5 a.m. Nightmare. Didn't no go way. back to sleep. No way. <laughs> way. Oh, boy. Yes, way. Well, what, what was your nightmare? It was about demons and shit. Oh. <laughs> but it was also very organizational. It was Dungeons and Dragons. Because I was okay. like, there was demons with very specific stats that I was having oh to deal with. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we did we did deal with some ghosts in one room. Uh, you guys were trying to smash a, a, a piano, and, and the harp started playing. And then one person started playing the harp, and then the piano started playing. And so yeah, there's some, some spooky stuff. I don't know stuff. if there was a puzzle we were supposed to figure out there. No. I was worried about the baby. No, none, of that, none of that was actually in the thing. I just oh, thought okay. it'd be fun. So, oh, okay. But then, then, yeah, we ended the game about to fight a, a ghost of a nurse. So that okay. was, that was fun. But anyways, yeah, my favorite movie was Hereditary. Uh, it was a movie that not only had me talking about it to people for weeks, it had me thinking about literally every scene, every line of dialogue in that movie. I was thinking about for weeks and, and it, putting it together like a puzzle of how this comes together, why this comes together, why this was so perfectly done, why the structure was so good. Um, it, it was a movie that obviously requires a lot of, of effort to watch because it's very... Uh, it's dark. It's a dark movie. It's, it's a heavy movie, so it takes it takes a lot of energy to get through. But boy, is it worth getting through. Um, my follow up, my my runner up. Um, I I've got two of them, but but I think you're probably going to say one of them. So I'm going to just not mention that one. I'm going to say I just saw it was Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay, that's great. I'm uh, I'm waiting for that to hit TV purely because the visual effects I'm worried about on the screen. Oh, you I get a little. Uh, oh, do you get a little nauseous? I or? do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on at any given moment, um, and if that, yeah, if if you are prone to that kind of stuff, if you if you're not prone to that kind of stuff, I would say absolutely see it in theaters because it is a visual feast. Uh, it's a brand new art style that I'm, I've never seen before. I don't think anybody's seen before. It's um, I, I don't want to spoil too much because you haven't seen it, and, and maybe some of our listeners haven't seen it, but. It is the best of Marvel yeah. combined with the best of Pixar. Put that's, those things together and you've got this awesome. movie. Um, and you've got a hero, Miles Morales, who I've been waiting to come on the screen for years now. Um, and they, boy, did they do him justice. Nice. They really did a great job. Uh, and, and John Mulaney and Nick Cage are hilarious in it. So, oh, fun. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Spider-Man Into the okay. Spider-Verse. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, the movie you're alluding at for me is obviously Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Uh, which is... Tessa Thompson. Yeah, there you go, killing it. Um, and and sorry, brother, it's the best movie of the year. I mean, it's unstoppable. I've watched it several times. Uh, it's it's pure amazing. You need to watch it. It is where we are going. It is the new timeline. Uh, super important movie. That and Bodied are also creating a new era of uh, American magic realism that I think is really cool. Um, I don't think we've seen these kind of movies that that way before it, it, and so that's important if we're gonna kind of start doing this I, I was a literary nerd so magic realism where you just kind of stuff is just kind of out of the ordinary and that's that's it uh but i don't think i've talked about creed 2 have i mentioned creed 2 okay so. no also tessa thompson damn <laughs> <laughs> all right we're detecting a pattern uh creed 2 is amazing and to steal a line from another amazing movie Uh, It didn't save anything for the swim back. Mm -hmm. It was the perfect end to what's been my favorite uh, series of films, which is the Rocky films. They are, as a collective, as a whole, unbeatable. Come at me. It's not close. Rocky 4, there's nothing that will get you more hyped. Rocky 1, Oscars. 
I mean, is a very good story. I know you're going to say, what about Rocky V? You know what? It's not that bad. And it parallels some good things that were going on with Don King. Uh, Balboa, the premise was silly, but it was poignant in a character study. And then the creeds have just been crushing. They're both phenomenal. I, I, got, I need Kleenex. I need hype. I, I, a heart monitor. And the story they told in Creed 2, like, I, I don't know how you top it. It was a perfect end point for the Rocky character. I don't know where Creed goes from here. I, but it's like writing yourself into a corner like the Breaking Bad theory of, no, we don't save that for season three. We go hard immediately. And it's just, it, it's everything you want. And it's a beautiful movie. Uh, and so Creed 2, so worth it. And you, you don't need to like boxing. Just, just, watch, just watch it. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, let's see. Well, you know what? We didn't write this one down, but let's, we should probably do books too. Books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. What's, what's your favorite books oh, this God. year? Do you need a minute? I, I need I, a minute. I got mine. I got mine. Go, All right. go with yours. So my number one, which, uh, I, I think we've also talked about recently, Grady Hendrix again. There you uh, go. We sold oh, our great. souls. Oh, that's great. You know, so I read, glad. I read maybe eight Stephen King books this year, okay. uh, from, from, Pet Cemetery to The Shining, all the classics that I, I had never read, uh, but none of them gave me quite the same sense of anxiety while reading it as We Sold Our Souls. There is such a tight focus on this character mm -hmm. of, uh, of Chris uh, Pulaski and the, the shit she goes through in this book. Um, at no point did I have any idea what was coming next. Yeah. There was, there was nothing that prepared me for the next scene at any given moment. Every time I thought, oh boy, well, now I know what's coming next, it would take a hard left turn in the best possible way. And I would go, oh, geez, this is not what I expected. This is not what I expected at all. There's a whole point in the middle that, boy, if they ever made a movie of this, I think would be right where it got bogged down, uh, where she spends some time in, in the woods. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, not not to spoil anything. I know I'm trying to be vague, yeah, but yeah. in the book, it was maybe the most tense part for me, where the least was happening. But because of this, the way that it was written and the way that we understood the character and her needs and what her goals were, it became some of the most anxiety-inducing sections. And uh, and boy, also that it, there was a lot of commentary in there on, on what's going on right now uh, in in the U.S. and in the world. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you replace coffin fans with Trump supporters, and uh, you've got you've got a recipe for yeah. for some really scary stuff. Uh, so I, I thought that book was my number one, and my follow up was a book. I, I was just talking about how I read a bunch of Stephen King. Number two was a Stephen King book. I'd never read Misery. Oh, um, so good. Which was just incredible for basically the same reasons mm -hmm. moment to moment it was the most tense book um of, of kings that i've read and it, it just never let up i was constantly waiting. i do it i did it on audiobook and i was like i sitting in my car after i'd gotten home in the garage for like 20 minutes because it's like well let, let me just get to the to the point where i can like breathe nice, and yeah. i can like pick this back up again and so anytime that that a book keeps me sitting in my car in my sweltering hot garage for 20 minutes while my dogs are barking and scratching at the door uh then then i know that i'm, I'm in for something that's really special so misery would be my backup there you go. Well, uh, I mean, Grady's books this year that I read were also among my favorites. Uh, if you want something that doesn't induce anxiety, America's Cool Neighborhood Dad, Tom Hanks, Uncommon Type. 
you know, if you wake up from a nightmare from a D&D session, he wouldn't judge you. He'd, he'd say, that's okay. He'd sit you down and he'd make you a little extra, extra strong coffee, you know, and that'd be good. But um, I'll cheat and go back a few years because I uh, put a lot of research into this book this year. Okay. And not just this book, but this writer. So... This is one of my favorite all-time books and trilogies, and I've bought it in limited edition weird things and gone out of my way to do so. Uh, Kiss Me Judas by Will Christopher Bear. Hmm. Um, so it is a very simple premise of uh, a man wakes up in a bathtub. Note to 911, you should call him, you're missing a kidney. And so uh, that's that's a simple story. We've, I mean, that that at this point is a trope, and, and to write that is, and for me to call it interesting, I will tell you, it's because the caliber of his writing is in, in, incredible. It's very, if you like uh, Brett Easton Ellis or Early Polonick or, um, God, Amy Tremple, I believe. Like, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Last names are not good with me. That's okay. um, well, but hey, you, you pronounce Polonick fantastic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a Amy was someone that Polonick studied when he wrote. And uh, so her writing um, is very, it's the minimalist, you know, very, very, and that's what I prefer. I don't need a lot of prose. I mm -hmm. need. You know, short, beautiful sentences. Um, the first line of the book is, I must be dead for there is nothing but blue snow and the furious silence of a gunshot. Two birds crash blindly against the surface of a lake. I'm cold, religiously cold. I mean, that's, there you go. It's just, it's poetry. So he wrote these three books, which is Kiss Me Judas and two others, but that's the series. It's the Phineas Poe series. Okay. Um, and then he was writing a fourth book called Godspeed. And it was set to come out and we were Facebook friends. And in fact, him, uh, there's, he was part of this collective of writers, him, Stephen Graham Jones and Craig Clevenger and Clevenger has written some wonderful stuff as well. Uh, Jones is a little too wild for me, but Clevenger wrote contortionist handbook, which is where I learned about identity theft and was able to learn that someone in my life was a gangster. True. Oh um, and they were like this kind of collective that was, uh, you know, something to watch for kind of the rising stars. Um, Godspeed got postponed. This was pre-Kindle era, so I, I mean, I think a worse version would have just gone to, to digital. But instead, it got postponed, and then uh, Bear went missing. Whoa. And so, uh, no posts since about 2006. And, you know, I, I'm friends with Craig Clevelinger on Facebook, and people ask him, and, and he doesn't know. And so, he uh, went into the wild, essentially. And so, his writing has a, a, a very dark, depressive tone. Um, and, uh, I tried this year very, very much so to look for what happened to him, if he was writing still, if he was okay. Um, the Phineas Poe trilogy that I mentioned, Kiss Me Juice, was adapted to a comic. Only a couple hundred copies were made. I looked very desperately for one of those. It's a grail comic of mine. So I put a lot of research in this. Uh, but I would say the books are wild and the, the, the main heroine, um, the, the, her character is like, that's my, probably my literary crush. Uh, she'd be played by, if I was making the movie, she'd be played by Padma Lakshmi because she has a very serious prominent scar, ah. um, on her arm as does Padma and they would, they would do very well with her, with that character. Um, I would love to adapt it to film or something. It would be really dark. It's what do you do when you fall in love with a woman who stole your kidney? I mean, it's very interesting stuff. Uh, he's, his backstory. So, but more the mystery of what's going on there has been, uh, I put a lot of hours into trying to to solve that and I don't think it's good and we're gonna have to take, take a break yep 
we're back really quick. We had to take okay. a little break. <laughs> a little break. A little, uh, little, little, some, some changes at IDW. And so just uh, got to say goodbye to uh, Greg Goldstein and thank him for everything I've learned from him. As uh, He's a very smart man in the world of collectibles and comics. Yeah. So, yeah. So Speaking of go. comics, well, we were just talking about books. So why don't we talk about comics? Why don't we talk about comics? Yeah. Why don't you go first since uh, you have that teed up? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, I am reading Paper Girls okay. right now. Cliff Chang, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang, and it is so much fun. So I obviously have a, a deep love for nostalgia. This is a story that takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a group of uh, young girls who are uh, the paper deliverers for their town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it has a lot of Stranger Things kind of vibes to big it. Big time, big time. Um, it's, got, it's got some real goonies to it, which is, is really what br- brought me in. And then the art style... I absolutely love it. It's full of these kind of neon blues and pinks um, and, and some really interesting character designs. Really, really great background. Some of the best visual storytelling I've seen uh, in a long time. So that's got to be my number one. Absolutely. By a wide margin. Okay. Uh, Excellent. And then I, as a backup, I don't know if it, I mean, it's, it's, I think it might be done, but I'm, it's new to me. I'm reading it right now is, is Ed Brubaker's Killer Be Killed. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, which I'm, I'm quite enjoying. And I, uh, had somebody recently explaining to me that this, that it's, it's basically to them what an American version of Death Note would be. And Very I think cool. that that's, that's accurate. I think that's an apt description. Um, and I'm not talking about the terrible Netflix movie. I'm talking about if, if the story, the concept of it was made as an American story, um, th- then that's what you would have. And I think it's fantastic. I think the art's really interesting. There's a lot of really weird, cool stuff going on in there. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm only about halfway through volume two, so I've still got a ways to go. But, but those Very would good. be my two top comics. Okay. Um... I'm looking, it's funny, you brought up comics, and we're looking around my office, and I was we're scrambling because there are, what do you think, a couple thousand comic books we're sitting in between? I would say so. I figured every, it might be good to talk about comics since we're literally in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every flat service right in this room is covered with comics as John looks around to mm-hmm. find that that is very true. Yep. Um, so I think I already mentioned Farmhand by Rob Guillory, who the artist from Chew and the artist of the uh, Merchantsia's Christmas card, uh, 2016 edition. Um, you, if you're, you know, if you're listening now, this year's artist, Fico Asio, I say it every year, going to be hard to top. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at it right now. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so Farmhand is uh, phenomenal and he's doing it really smart and staying on tight deadlines and doing, um, five issue arcs and then taking a couple months off so that he's never late. He doesn't want to be late. He wants you to know the day you're buying it. So, uh, I love it. Super creepy. I think you'd like it. Um, and then I, I, if, if I'm going to shill two IDW books because I love them both so much. Sure. So, Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, our run, is, I just secretly read issue 89. It's not out yet. Um, it's genius. It's so genius what they do and where they're going. And I unfortunately am spoiled all the way up through 100. Um, and that sucks because it's actually my favorite ongoing right now. And so it's so, so good. Um, they, they give such depth to the characters and they built out this universe. It's super interesting. It pulls back stuff you loved about the 80s Turtles. And then it brings in some really wild new mythology, but it's the best turtles I've read. And I've been a turtle head since you know, before I worked here. I, I used to stand in lines uh, with 
to get a signature from Kevin Eastman. Now I end up getting wasted and take pictures in the photo booths with Kevin Eastman. So life, life comes at you fast. Yeah, uh, I'll second that too. I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, but boy, it's, it has been quite a ride. It has been a blast and it's been so, so much fun reinventing a lot of these characters yeah. from childhood and being like, Oh, Oh, this is Leatherhead now. Yeah. Very cool. It's very cool. Right. So about what issue are you at? Um, I'm I'm just at the end of the Triceratons arc. Okay, you're, uh, right still, you're when, quite behind. I am. I'm quite behind. Yeah, like, that's about fifty. Okay, and then yeah, right when when Slash started to get possessed by Agent Bishop, that was. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's I'd that's into the Triceratons. The, okay, so you're into the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, eighty nine. Then then I mean, this is not a spoiler, but it, it's eighty nine is a Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> and so Ghost Ghost visits Splinter. Oh my gosh. It's so fucking good. It's oh so boy. good. Oh, it's amazing. But one that I will recommend that's not done yet, but is amazing. Uh, it, and since we've been bringing up so much horror, I, some horror I can handle. Uh, Joe Hill oh. does a series called The Cape Friday W. And it comes out every couple of years with a new spin. And it's just a mean, uh, bad, irredeemable character. Who has a cape that lets him fly? <laughs> and I don't know. That's about it. Uh, so it's. I mean, when you read the, I think it started as a one shot. It was just a one off issue, and you're reading this thing, thinking you're reading a hero's tale, and then you are not. And um, so the 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 cape fallen is great. Uh, our our anti hero um, kind of flees town and ha- ends up in the woods with a D and D group. Oh boy. They're actually they're LARPers. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Big distinction. Yeah. Uh, and what happens next will be horrific. And so I, uh, they're actually running a little late, and I'm annoyed because I get special access to files on the server, so I I can read like when they turn in one page, I can read that if I want. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't say that I do that, but I totally do that. <laughs> and so I was ahead on Cape, and when I get ahead on a book like Turtles, if they get three extra ahead, I re- I just read them all because. Because otherwise I'm in a meeting and someone spoils issue 100 when they're at issue 50. And I'm sure. like, well, okay, if you're going to do that, I'm going to read all your issues. Well, and hey, you've but, got the ability to do that. Like, why not take full advantage yeah, of the, and, the cool stuff you get to do? Yeah, and I'm very heavily NDA'd and, and I have secrets that I have held for this company far worse than what happens in Turtles 89. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not going to tell everyone that it turns out that Splinter was a robot the whole time, right? No, no. I'm going to let them find that out. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. But uh, The Cape, uh, it's, a, it's a dark story. And uh, if, Have you read it? Uh-uh. No. Okay, we, there's copies over there. We'll, we'll grab you one because you'll, you'll dig this. It's, yeah, so, it's so good. Well, and, and like Lock and Key is my favorite of all time. Oh, yeah. Lock and Key. A, amazing. I mean, un, un, unbeatable. So, yeah, yeah anything Joe Hill... Yeah. Obviously, I, I made okay. my way through Stephen King's yep. entire uh, mm-hmm. book series is this this year. Let's let's move back into Joe Hill. Yeah, good call, good call. Well, there you go. There's there's good yeah. comics for you, and I could talk comics all day. Um, and speaking of comics, I mean, we've talked about our favorites of 2018. Should we talk about what the future holds? We can't a little bit, but did, before, did we, before we do that, we TV? did we missed we missed TV show, and we okay. missed video games. Okay. Oh, so, all right. So all right. TV the people shows, need these. We need these. this is important stuff. No one else is it. doing this, John. Nobody's doing no this. No one's doing really. a year end review. We're the first ones. Yeah. You know, you may hear some other ones coming out and they're just gonna be following suit, you know. Yeah, it's just exactly. a bunch of posers. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, big surprise, Haunting of Hill House has to clench it for me. Boo. I know you didn't love Boo. it. You didn't love it, but really? I did. I really think that it was, it was a fantastic uh, mystery. It was a fantastic oh. family drama. And it was a good horror show. It, it built the scaffolding slowly and then surely. 
Um, and it built you up to this, this really what I thought was an incredible halfway point in the episode six, uh, which the whole episode was done in, I think, three shots. It was just incredible. And then led up to a really, really beautiful finale. Uh, I'm not going to say my follow-up because I'm guessing it's probably your number one. Ooh. And we we're just oh. we just may have to agree to agree on that one. Wow, I don't know what I'm about to say, so that's the oh, funny really? part. I'm looking at oh. I'm looking at my shows, and I'm it, it's so tough for me right now because, uh, uh yeah, I, I I I there's so there's too much good TV. There's so much good TV that I couldn't tell you what my favorite experience was off the top of my head. American Vandal was genius. American they Vandal came back hard. Ozark proved me wrong in their se- second season. Um, Bojack is always the best show of the year. Yeah. So, um, but John, tell me, tell me what my favorite was. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> it was in, in fact, without a doubt, Cobra Kai. Yeah. That was the best ten episodes of TV done perfectly. Hold nothing back. Paying respect to the source material, exactly what IDW tries to do when they pick up a license. I mean, just doing everything right. Cobra Kai. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening, I was listening to someone else talk about it who was do who was on marketing on uh, on the show and and Machio stayed very quiet before the show came out and you know the the speculation is is that he he was worried and if it didn't you know if it didn't get well received he was going to feel very embarrassed but Hmm. as soon as they dropped those first two previews for everyone uh then he started showing up on podcasts and doing all that so cobra kai so fun can't wait for season two we were talking earlier just you and i speculating what season two could be it's that good right so yeah you're, you're you're right there and i will be uh rejoining youtube premium to check out uh adam pally's new show on there so oh. gonna do that, okay. um, and then as a as a backup for just fun TV, fuck that's delicious hit Hulu. It's Action Bronson with his idiot crew, and I mean that in an endearing term. Uh, they just they're happy people, and okay. I wonder what that's like. Like I wonder, <laughs> I watch them and like they really live and they do things and they have fun and they're happy, and I'm like, man, I should I should try that. <laughs> uh, I'll also just throw out there Mayans MC. Okay. If you were okay. a fan of, of not Breaking Bad, of Sons of Anarchy, Sons of everything but the last episode, yeah. sure. Yes. I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's that very specific caveat in there. Yeah. I, um, if you were a fan generally of Sons of Anarchy, this show is so much better paced than Sons ever oh, was. Okay. Sons took cool. six episodes of of exposition where you're going, okay, when, when's it going to start? And then it starts and it's breakneck to the end of the right. season. You're like, oh, I'm in. Yep. Um, yeah, Sons, Sons started so slow. It did. Oh, it did. So. Mayans, you're in from episode one cool. and you never it never drops until the end. So, yep. so that was that was it for me. Yeah, I watched the pilot. It was great. Um, the casting is phenomenal. It was kick, kick butt. It was different. I thought it was going to be a prequel and it's not. So that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I don't like prequels much. Right. You know, right. they can't be as good. Like Just like Better Call Saul can't be as good as Breaking Bad. Sure. Uh, that's just fact. Sure. But um, but yeah, uh-huh. I'm excited to, to binge on that. So so there you go. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm, okay. I'm not... I'm not Forgetting that you just slipped that in there, yeah, but I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. move right past uh-huh. it because we got we got still more to talk we, about. Like we're gonna move past the year into 2019. There we go. There hey, we go. He set me up for one. Um, vi- so what about video game? Oh, video game of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, god, do we have a? Uh, we both. I think we're both. It's just one, two, three. Spider Man. It was Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it was, was Spider Man. Just I don't think that there's even anything else to say. No. It was very clearly to me Spider Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, not not close. Um, that was the only game this year I did a 12-hour session of. So, uh, and my thumb hurt afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you, you graciously lent me your PS4 yeah. um, and you took it back, uh, which was great because my thumb was going to fall off. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Spider-Man the story graphics. The first... The first moment of swinging through the city when they give you control, I went <gasps> and yeah. wanted Amanda to swing through the city. Yeah, just, absolutely. Feel and, this, and not just that, but it was probably my favorite Spider-Man story of all time. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful and heartbreaking, and and uh, some curves I didn't expect. Yeah. And, and then the, you know they're doing great. They're doing great things with uh, the Wilson Fisk character, both in Daredevil and Spider-Man, and yeah. I'm. I think in obviously they're making a sequel to that game, and right. we'll see a lot more Fisk, and and he was great, and just, right? Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Now, now we can move on to next year. Okay, I'm out of transitions. Uh, sorry, All right. sorry. I know I, I, I kept I, bringing us back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slapping us back. It was like me doing present. Tom Hanks jokes. <laughs> Got it. You know, he's like the guy when you get a little bit ahead of yourself. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, let's take a breath. Let's yeah. calm down." Hey, there's just no live in the moment for a minute. It's Friday. Yeah. We got the rest of the day off. Where are we going, bud? Exactly. Hey, bud. <laughs> slow your life down a little bit. It's a good lesson. So you've got some stuff that you've been working on for a while and you sure. wanted to talk about. I've got some stuff I'm working on and want to talk about. What, 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 what have you got coming up for, to look forward to? John, in 2019, I'm going to shoot a TV pilot. Ooh. Starring myself. <laughs> this is true. Oh, boy. So uh, we're getting finance together and we're going to do that and probably just do a quick app. But uh, I'm going to try and pitch an app okay. of, uh, of a TV show. I'm just going to take a shot. Okay. You know? Can you talk about it at all or just want to leave it, uh, leave it at that? It's a travel show that hasn't been done before. Uh, everybody's doing food travel. Mm -hmm. So this is different. Okay. And so uh, I, have a, I have a plan and I have a, a, a crew ready and we're just trying to, trying to work out time. Are you going to be best food friends? Best food friends forever. <laughs> oh, Chef Jeff. I loved you so. How'd you, how'd you have to do that? You let me down. You know, let me down, Chef kind of Jeff. Yeah. God, and then probably tanked that show because they can't move forward because of other things that happened. I, I don't know about that. I think, I think we're going to get a third season of Master None. I bet against. You're gonna, you are? I'll take uh, Yeah. I mean, I hope we do, but I don't think we will. I, uh, well, they've, they, Netflix has got an open thing. They said if he wants to do another, he right. can. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think Aziz has been a little embarrassed. Uh, exactly, and unfortunately, if you if you thread that in with the, a lot of the storyline of the end of season two, it does yeah. it just doesn't work to move that creative project forward. And yeah. sometimes that's what the world loses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, for me, moving on to 2019, I have been so I have been secretly uh, in in a dark cave, mm -hmm. typing away for three years. Yes, uh, writing a graphic novel. Overdoing something. Overdoing it, as always. I'm trying to run before I can walk. So I've I've cut it down. And my most recent draft. So I'm at I'm at six drafts now. Perfect. Uh, starting in 2016. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, starting 2015. Yeah. Uh, end of 2015. So it's a it's a story about monsters. But uh, yeah, now I've I've cut it down. My most recent draft, I I cut two whole characters in about 25 pages. So that now I'm down to only nice. about 170 pages. 
boy. So uh, I'm, I'm now, I've got a, a really great story editor in um, Carlos Guzman, who used to yeah. be here at IDW. Yeah. He's my story editor. And I've got, um, I'm, I'm started to look for artists and I started to try to move forward and you gave me some great advice along with my good friend, Brian Michael Bendis in the form of reading his fantastic book, Words for Pictures. I just like being in the same sentence with him. So name drop all you want. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, you gave me some great idea, uh, great advice because much like when I made my first board game, Hang of the Creepies, mm-hmm. um, I You're... didn't heed this advice and I should have. Yes. Uh, maybe walk before you can run. Yes. So before I grab an artist and sit down and say, hey, let's just jump right immediately into probably hmm, 600 plus pages of work, uh, maybe I should write a few shorts and get those done. So I've got a, now I've got a story out for um, some prologue chapters. Uh, so that's going to be giving some backstory and some, some early story stuff to some characters that maybe aren't as fully uh, given arcs in, in the main story. And we're going to do probably about four of those. I'm going to get reach out to different artists. I've got my first artist already together. We're working on, we've got a, sp- a spirit board together. Uh, we've got some, some ideas. We've got some character concepts going. So well, I'll be sharing that kind of stuff because, you know, just like with the podcast, just like with our company, I kind of want to be uh, upfront about a lot of stuff and kind of walking people through the process. So anybody out there who is an aspiring uh, graphic novelist or a writer, I'm going to be teaching you all the mistakes that I'm making as I make them. And you guys can shout and scream at me uh, as I fumble my way through trying to publish my first graphic novel. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, I, I'm so happy to be of any help. Um, I'm, I'm feverishly trying to find something super embarrassing about myself right now as we talk uh, because... Uh, I tried to crowdfund my first graphic novel because I wrote a one, uh, finished a couple issues and, uh, abandoned the project. Uh, the, there was a couple issues and, and it was just not good enough. And there were issues with the issues. There was issues with the issues, Uh-oh. timelines and things. Uh, but I'm trying to find the Kickstarter page or the Kickstarter video to play the audio and see how bad it is. But unfortunately we might have to add that later. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll add it in post. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm really excited for you and I know just like you do everything, you'll put a lot of very substantial, uh, the time and thought into it. So some might argue too much. I would argue too much. Yeah, when you when you said you had a hundred and when yeah, and then it wasn't script pages; it was like prose. Yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to roll you back there because script writing and 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 story is a lot different. I, oh look, I have an email from the artist for uh for 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 that one of my comics. That's great. Oh boy, yeah, fun. <laughs> I I used a pen name, so no one will. So you'll never be able to find who it is. If I don't okay, want to. all yeah. right. Oh, see, well, I live, I live for the glory, so I'm going to use my real name. <laughs> yeah, I'm a professional in the business, so when I'm doing shitty work, I'm doing it under a different name. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we've, got, no. we've, got, we've got different things. You've, got thing, you've actually got something to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I've mentioned that my, uh, my pen name won like a script, uh, film script contest and got attention from a, a producer. And then it also did this, uh, did this Kickstarter. So he's out there. He lives. Gotcha. You'll never know who he is. <laughs> A couple of, a couple of, no, I'm not going to say that. All no. right, good. All right, great. Um, so cool. that's good. That's the end of 2018 and a little bit of a tease for what we're going to be working on into 2019. And so, uh, yeah, just keep looking out. We'll probably keep some updates going for yeah, those things. We'll and, come out more serious with the next one and, and get back into the flow of Verona and this and that. We'll, we'll update you on Horror Store. Yeah, yeah. And pun whether or not I get that baby. 
We have that right. Absolutely, we we may have to have a segment where we where we get get listeners up to speed on what's going on in our D and D game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, uh, everybody, have some happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year. All of those things. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. The all any anything you're into. Uh, yeah. But I think there's a special holiday episode of Castle on this week, so check that out on ABC. All right, and um, don't buy any gifts to anyone from Mattress Farm. Oh, there you go. All right, that's, that's it. it. <laughs>